Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi everybody, this is the Gallant Few podcast. For this episode, we're going to preview the old firm on Saturday. My name's Scott Hodge. I'm joined today with Colm McDuff and Graham Curry. How are we, lads? Very good, Scott. Very good, thanks. Don't worry, don't bite. Yeah, Scott. So this will probably be our biggest podcast yet, not because of the, the game on Saturday. It's probably because Colin's off hosting, so that'll be good. But the, no, the real reason is uh, I've been talking shite for the past six months and uh, I can avoid any any questions. I don't have a clue what I'm talking about. So, Aye, so anyway, looking forward to, to Saturday. It'll be the, the most unique, if that's the right way to call it, uh, old firm with no fans, no atmosphere uh, from either ends and you won't be able to at least go to the pub to watch it with your mates, probably end up watching it with your missus. So, Colin, do you think that the special nature of the game and the reputation as one of the biggest and best derbies has been taken out of this game? And what do you think of the environment we'll be watching it in as fans? Well, well just on the no pub issue, I find there still are flights to like Alicante and Malaga for under £50. We can get a return flight. I've seen a lot of, there's been a few group chats where people have been suggesting they go a one day holiday. Um, for them to do it way when they were to watch it and uh, I cut a spare quid. You're, you're, I, hope, I really hope this is a unique set of circumstances. Um, it, is, it just adds fuel to the fire. And in this fixture, obviously, the, every year Rangers and Celtic are, are the favourites for the league. They're the best two teams in Scotland and... The atmosphere is electric, no even for a fan's point of view, for the players as well. And sometimes it it, it can make the players run that extra five yards a bit quicker, making them run through run through big walls. I really don't know how this is going to affect them. Um, it might 
<laughs> might just come down to who's the better footballing team on the day. Yeah. Graham, you get any, any plans trapped in to go and watch it with the boys or No, I'll be I'm self isolating this next two weeks, so I'm I'm having to watch it in the house, unfortunately. So yeah, that's uh yeah, I'll be on the couch watching it there. But I that's gonna be an odd one, isn't it? We know we know fans. You just hope that there's a, a crunching challenge or a a first five minutes, a right good crunching challenge just to just to spice it up. Um so I quite fancy if it turns into a fight, if it was if it's a, a battle in the midfield, then I think it would be a um I think it would benefit the Rangers. So I'm hoping to see a crunching challenge in the first couple of minutes. We say there's no fans, but was it no the Israeli team against Scotland? Uh, their, their bench for singing songs. I hope they fuck Jimmy Bell, doesn't it? Same idea, man. We'll get points docked if he starts that. <laughs> We're going back to RTV when they were playing uh, playing all the tunes at the start, <laughs> wasn't it? So uh, let's uh, let's hope that doesn't happen and no no fines coming our way. Well, Graham, I'll, I'll stay with yourself. So looking at the the game and, and the points that you've made. I feel as though this is going to be more of a disadvantage to us than, than Celtic. They've, they've obviously got quite a few key players out, which we'll touch on later on. But when you look at the past pictures, I think the atmosphere has actually pushed on Rangers in that case. Now, I'm looking at like the, the big atmosphere at Hamden and you know the past two ones specifically. What is it you think? Do you think it will benefit any more Rangers or Celtic? It's hard to say. Um, I hadn't actually thought about it like that. Um... I guess when they've got their, their fans behind them, it, it does strive them on, it pushes them on, but I mean, it didn't, didn't help them in December, did it? Because we still managed to overcome that. So I don't know if you can take a positive or a negative out of it or a, an advantage out of it, really. Um, I can't see a, a, a positive or a negative for it. I think it's going to be both, same for both sides. If we take the lead early or if we take the lead at all, then it becomes an advantage to us because they won't have the fans on them, you know, striving them on to try and get the, the equaliser. So, yeah, I think um, an early goal, as I was saying earlier, a, a right good challenge in the first few minutes for us or a goal um, might just give us that edge. But I guess that could work both ways, can it? Oh, and do you think, do you think this is like, should it be treating it as an away game or should it be like the, the cup final atmosphere at Hamden? Do you know, like, do you think there is any advantage to Celtic being being at home necessarily with no fans? It's, uh, it's all cliche. You'd like to find Rangers two other games a cup final. You know what I mean? Uh, I think I probably agree with Graham. Well, the point he touched on, it didn't help them when we won at Park Parkhead last December. And you need to look back to the game. I think it was the, the April before Rangers threw away that that game. Uh, I think it was a bad pass for James Tavernier. Rangers had 10 men. Rangers shouldn't have lost that game. Rangers, you know, we, we need to be fair. It's been the games they've expected to win, which is which where they've not turned up in the last couple of years. In Europe, against Celtic, for the most part, they've turned up. Um, so I, I don't think... I, I think this is more maybe more of an advantage to Celtic uh, because I think Rangers would have turned up with the same mentality either way but I like to think they'd turn up with the same mentality either way Well, you're saying that point 
Personally, though, like when we're away from home playing at Parkhead, especially over last season and the season before the games you're talking about, where James Tavernier back pass, I know we're a man down that. They they mostly dominate the ball, I'd say, at Parkhead, and it is for the, the crowd support. I'm not saying we played brilliantly just before Christmas when we won 2 1, but they were the one who were, I don't know if it was just because they were behind, but I feel as though they took control of the game and we were smart enough to play you know, our counter attacks. I think there is something to be held psychologically there, even though there is no fans, but I think that will be in the back of their mind. Am I talking shit here, or would you agree with that? No, you're right. They're, they're human beings, and obviously they, they'll know in their head that it's not the home ground. It's not Ibrox they're playing at, so that is psychologically, maybe even subconsciously, they know they're away from home, and you know there might be that, that feeling in the, in the approach of the game, definitely. For me, I think Rangers need to turn up with their own game plan, I think where they fell down uh, in old firms where we've not got the result, most notably the first old firm of last season, they, when we set up to try and outplay, sorry, go against Celtic's game plan instead of setting up to our own stems, I think that's where we fall down. So I want, I want to turn up to take the game to Celtic. I think we all do, to be fair. So here's hoping. Uh, Graham, put you in the spot. Who needs to win more and who would be happiest with a draw? Rangers will be happier with a draw. Yeah. I think that clean sheet is what I think we should be striving for. And that's not to say we go defensive or we you know, shut up shop or anything. We don't give them the ball because I actually think we'll dominate the midfield. I think we should have the possession. Um, but ultimately, I think we should be aiming for a clean sheet. And then try to nick it. As long as we can do that, I'd be happy with a point. Um, so yeah, that's I'd be happy with a, a point coming out of that, and that would be that'd be a good result for us, I think. Oh. And I don't, and that's I don't think we won't score. I think we will score on Saturday. So um, yeah, a clean sheet is fine, and then we'll hopefully nick one, maybe two. Cool. Yeah, I think um, a, a draw is a, a draw is a good result for Rangers. I think um, I don't want to sound pessimistic, but if you look, this is the last game of the first round of fixtures. Still fairly early on in the season, but you look at the next round of fixtures. Celtic need to play Aberdeen twice. And they need to go away to Motherwell, Hibs, and Livingston. Rangers have already been to their away games. Celtic still need to come back to Ibrox. Rangers have got most of their away their tough away fixtures out of the way early on and you know we're, we're sitting top of the league albeit the other game in hand I think uh, aye, the, the draw keeps the pressure keeps the pressure on Celtic uh, that being said I think I think if Celtic if Celtic get the win it's a bigger boost to them than it is Rangers because then they're they're a point ahead with a game in hand yeah absolutely Graham, do you think in I want you to take this from two points of view. I want you to see it as what you would do or what Gerard would do. Is that any of that thinking in your mind going through that? And do you think that's in Gerard's as well, that a draw would be better for us? Or, you know, in terms of yourself, would you be in a same mindset setting up for that game? Yeah, yeah, I'd be set, as I said, I'd be setting up for a clean sheet, first of all. Get the, get the midfield battle won and we can build for there. Um, 
I don't think they'll ch- trouble their defence. I hope I'm not tempting fate there, but I don't think they'll they'll trouble us. Edwards out, or there's a good. I know we're going to speak about their their team maybe later, but um, I think your defence can handle what they've got to offer. It's always been the midfield that we need to 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 challenge and, and get the better of. So as long as we can do that, um, I'd be confident. Um, and 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 if we do that, we then get the we have get the attacking ability to cause them problems. I'm I'm more than confident that we'll cause them problems and get shots on target and um and, and do things in the right places. But yeah. Uh, yeah, go f- go from there, get that solid base, get that structure right and get the game within our control and then we'll we'll be able to take it as a take it from that platform. I think I think you're right. I think personally, especially the first half, that should be the priority. Make sure it's that we defend well and then you know, as it gets nervy uh, over the you know, it's sixty minutes or so, then that's when we look to maybe a few subs or something we can bring on just to change the game. We've got you know, whether this we're going to move on to team selection now, um, but I, I definitely think if we can bring on a Jordan Jones Barker when they're tiring, I think that will help them. To be fair, but as I say, we'll move on to to the Rangers sort of um, team selection. So, uh, to, I'll start with injuries and and um, potential players that are not playing. Um, so we're going to. Ask, We'll need to assume probably that Kemar Roof, Joe Aribo and Nico Katic will, will not be, be available. There was a few injury doubts. Borna Barisic was one during the week, but that he seems to have played against France last night, so we can we can um, expect that he'll start. It's a, it's a huge relief for Borna Barisic, first of all, isn't it? It really is. Uh, yeah, it's, I'm glad to see he got the, the full 90 last, last night because that you know, that kind of signals that there is no doubt there. Um, he's, him and Tavernier are just so important to how Rangers set up. Um, it's, a, it's a huge relief that he's back. Totally agree. Um, left back would be a, a a place I don't think we should be starting to tinker with if we can avoid it. So let's keep Bonner in there. I really hope he, can, he has managed to pull through and there's been no adverse effects for the game last night. Definitely, definitely. In terms of the next, sorry, the the next player as well who was a doubt during international duty is Philippe Hollander as well. Now he gets sent home from international duty in Sweden. We have been told that as a precaution, we'll probably get more from the the manager's press conference to tomorrow. If he's fully fit, do you would you both start him? I'm starting him. Yeah. He's my Goldson and Hollander for me to, to start, definitely. Um, great partnership that's been forming there. And yeah, that would be the, the solid, solid pairing for me. It starts for me as well, Scott. I think Connor Goldson's got so much credit this year, and de- deservedly so. But Philippe Hollander's probably, probably kind of similar to how Sasa Papach was in that back four under Walter Smith, whereas early on, he's not got much credit. He's quietly went about his business. But if you actually look at, if you actually look at how important he's been, he's went about his business quietly and effectively. Conor Golson gets uh, the credit for 
um, talking through the defence, shaping the defence up. But Hollander's done that just as much, and he, he makes it does the it makes defending look so easily. I think against Galatasaray, no very many people were talking about him, but he marked Falcao out of the game so easily. Um, his positional sense is excellent. Is that whole? You know, he doesn't he didn't have to make that many tackles just because he was in the right place at the right time and he knew where the players are about him well. I know you're a fan of Balogun, Scott, but I, I can't see Pascal and Hollander for this game. I think he will start um, if he is fit, but I think that's... We've got absolutely no idea how how serious the injury is. He's just back from a serious injury as well. I can't see him risking it if there is a, a slight niggle in there, so... I guess we'll get a bit more information on that tomorrow, hopefully, in the, the press conference. I guess, though, if it isn't fully fit, are you confident with Balogun coming through, Graham? Or, you know, I, I know you'd rather have Hollander next to him, but are you fairly confident in him? Yeah, confident for him to come in. No problem, no qualms. Um, bring him in, he'll do that job, no problem. I just think Hollander's a wee bit... Um, I think he'd throw his body in the line where sometimes you need to be able to do that in an old firm game. There's a bit rough and tumble or corners are a bit um, chaotic in the penalty box. I think I'd rather have Hollander in there to do that. But yeah, no problem to bring in. No problem to bring in Balogun. So, major a major talking point, obviously, is, is Morelos, who is reportedly not getting back into Glasgow until Friday morning. So, we, we, we've sort of discussed this Earlier, um, whether you would play him or not, he, he played in UK time at one thirty in the morning on Wednesday, I believe. So, I think in terms of if you look at that, he has had quite a lot of recovery time, but it's obviously just the travelling that's going to impact him. I guess is this a stupid question? Is does he start? Colin, for me, that. Uh... I think we do start him. Um, I, I said the last couple of weeks, if he gets a goal for Colombia, then I, I'd start making the sales on his own because he's such a confidence player. He's he's played twice for Colombia, maybe the last 15, 20 minutes and done okay. But I think even just being in and around that Colombian squad, he'll, he'll be confident. He's now settled. He knows he's going to be at Rangers until at least January. I'd, I'd absolutely be playing him. Um, I think we've seen the last couple of months, even when he's not playing at his best, he's still contributing. You know, he's not he's not got that many goals, but he's still a key part in the build-up play. And for me, he's the best striker in Scotland. He, he absolutely is. And unless he he turns up to to Ock and Howie Friday afternoon, like you know, a bus couch, I would I'd be starting him hundred percent. What about, what about yourself, Graham? Do you, is he a must-start for you? Yeah, so this is when the no-fans might become an advantage to Morelos. I'm wondering if he actually tries just a wee bit too hard. I think there might be a wee bit of a um, psychological thing happening there where he's no scored and it gets, um, get, it maybe just gets on top of him and that might just be removed for Saturday. So that, that additional pressure that he's putting on himself is removed because of those fans and he can actually just go and play his game because if he just plays his game he's I think he's a shoe in he score I think he's um, yeah I would definitely be starting him yeah 
I don't think that. I, I don't think. I, I don't think that the, 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 the travel should have that big an impact on him. You know, as long as he's getting into his bed on Friday night at a reasonable time, there's no dancing to go to. So, pops are shut at ten, so he should be in his bed by ten. Get a good night's kit, and he'll be he'll be good to go on the Saturday. I'll suggest the Rangers if you want to tuck him in on the Friday night. Then I'm sure you'll be be willing to do that anyway. So. <laughs> So overall, with with all the points we've made, are you are you happy with the players we've got at our disposal, or is that I guess I guess there's a lot of starters we could have that aren't available or doubts. Are you overall, are you happy, Colin, with you know who we've got available for this game? I I think uh, even if the likes are able and Ruth. Don't make it. Ah, I'm still confident in the options we we have. I think for me the the back four pick itself, Morelos and Kent pick itself, and then it's just really the midfield three and the rest. I, I think there's maybe four or five different options you can go in the midfield three and the right hand side. And I think although it might be nobody your preferred, you'd probably be fairly comfortable with any any mixture of those players. Before we look at that, um, I, know, I know I know Graham was maybe hitting this as a talking point in goals. I think it's McGregor all day long. Has he start? So that actually leads us on nicely, Colin. Um, we're going to discuss um, our, our starting 11. You know, is it the gallant few like doing our, our dream 11s and best time all 11s? So we're going to, I'm going to stick with, I think you've been involved in quite a few, Graham. So I'm going to stick with what we'd like to see on Saturday. So, as as you said, a bit of controversy there, Graham, in goals and defence. We've obviously touched on the defence just there. I think that's quite self-explanatory. But in goals, who are you going for? McGregor, McGregor. But it's not just it's not a it's not a um, quick decision. I'm sure there'll be a bit of thought put to it. But if you just look back to that last game as well, it's, you rely on McGregor. I think you just you get a wee bit more confidence that he's going to save a penalty, for example, at the last game. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, and again, I was talking about the hustle and bustle at corners and things like that. I think you want McGregor in there. It's a wee bit... But a nastiness that you want that maybe you maybe don't get from McLaughlin. But how harsh is that going to be for McLaughlin, who's been keeping clean sheets all over the place? 
you know, best defensive record, best historic records that he's been setting, and yet he's going to get dropped for the for one of the biggest games of the season. Um, but as a as a decision, I would make as well. I would be dropping him and bringing in McGregor. Probably one of the biggest games of his life, to be completely honest with you, as well, isn't it? Colin, any any debate in that, or has it got to be got to be McGregor? No, I'm the same. Uh... I do think it is harsh and John McLaughlin, but you need to start your best team. I find the biggest difference, and I, I hope you know what uh, I mean by this, John McLaughlin will save all the shots that he should save, whereas McGregor, the shots that he shouldn't, if that makes sense, he'll just pull a, a worldy save, a wonder save for, for nowhere. And I think in, in games against Celtic where you know they 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 do do have better players than what they're used to than what they're used to playing against the likes of Ross County, Hamilton stuff. So I think you need to give yourself every extra chance. And I, I just think McGregor is that bit sharper and that bit, that bit of a better shot stopper than John McLaughlin. Yeah, no, I think I think probably ninety nine percent of Rangers fans would agree that McGregor is our number one. And I think it would be a, I think in in, in games previous to this. It's not been about as big a surprise if maybe McLaughlin's came in for a game or something, but I think that would be a real shock if he wasn't to start. Moving on to the defence, we obviously um, spoke quite a lot about that previously, but I guess the only thing that I would... You you asked this question in, in pre-season, Colin, as well. Do we trust them at Parkhead? And, you know, we've hopefully had a near scare with Barisic being there. How confident would you have been, Colin, if Barsi had a came in for Barisic? Because I personally think that we can chop and change every position in the park apart from our full-backs and not see a drop-off mainly. I know there'll be certain players like Morelos who won't get the same, but we've got very capable replacements in there. Kent, huge miss, but we've got people to come in. These, these, This full-back cover has not been tried and tested at a big, big level. So how confident would you have been if I'm touching wood here if Barisic would have been injured. So Calvin Bassey has impressed me when he's came on, but he's he's back up to Borna for a reason. He's not quite at his level. It would have been a slight concern for me, but I don't think it would have been enough concern to cause me to panic based purely on how well the rest of the defence is doing. You know, if you've got four defenders playing very, very well and they have I'll even say five defenders, Tavernier, Barisic, Golson, Hollander and Balligan. They've always played extremely well. So if one of them needed to drop out, i.e. on a Barisic, I'd like to find that Golson and Hollander and Tavernier can you know, work together and support Bassey. He won't be able to give you the same as what Barisic does, so maybe he sits, sits in a little bit deeper and Tavernier does, goes a bit further forward more. I think just on form, it wouldn't have been a massive concern for me because Bassi, he's, he's looked fairly decent when he's came in. On the other side, however, with Nathan Patterson, I think he's just, it has just been cameo appearances he's had and I think he's a bit more untested. So I maybe would have had a bit more of a concern if it was Tavernier going out. Yeah. The only thing I would say to that as well, if Bassey had had to come in, 
um, at the weekend. It probably is the perfect old firm to him going in, not look at the, the, the raw atmosphere of the fans. So if he did have to come in for this old firm, it would have been the perfect one. I mean, if, if it was, for talking's sake, if it was, you know, the fans are allowed in the next one at Ibrox and he was thrown into that game, I'd be a, a, a really concerned in terms of that and how we would react to that. Moving on, it's fairly obvious we'll, we'll be sticking with our midfield three. Graham, our midfield in the, the past few weeks has, has been playing really well, obviously, with, with Davis, Kamara and Arfield. Davis has obviously been playing a lot of football in Northern Ireland um, and Jack now seems to be playing back you know, a few games with Scotland and, and he played before the international break as well. So number one, will Gerard change the three? And number two, would you change it? I would change it, yeah. I would bring it, I would make it Davis, Jack and Kamara. Um, I think I've been impressed with Kamara, eh, impressed with Jack the last few weeks in the international games that he's played. Man of the match twice for me. Um, combative, that's what I would want in there as well with Jack. Um, I would rather have our field as an impact player in the, the second half. Um, yeah. Davis, Jack, Kamara. No concerns about Davis. Davis is a machine in terms of his fitness. Looks after himself on and off the pitch. So, he, uh, if he's been playing ninety minutes three, four times in the last in the last week, that would not concern me at all. Um, other than he might come on for, he might go off for our field after sixty or seventy minutes. Colin, do you think that would impact? Arfield himself, he's been arguably our best player in the past month or so. Do you think it would knock his confidence and do you think the fans would see that as a controversial decision if he was dropped from that? I don't know if the fans would see it as a controversial decision. Uh, I find the majority of fans, uh, they, they do adore Ryan Jack. I, I've, never mind Scott Arfield, how it impacts him. I think it impacts the team. I think he's been so important to how we've played since Joe Arable has been injured and he's been chiming in with goals. He's oh, he's, he's got some injury. You're talking about Steve Davis being a machine. Scott Arfield has just looked like he's had a new lease of life since coming back into the team. I don't see how we can drop him A on form and B on how important he's been uh, linking up the midfield and attack, linking up with James Tavenier. I, would, I think Davis has to start. Um, I agree with you there, and I'm, I was glad that he only got 15 minutes uh, last night for Northern Ireland. Came on, uh, came on as a sub. I think it has to be Davis Arfield and Jack or Kamara. I think if we go with Davis Jack Kamara, then we kind of revert to type to last season, and it is a very safe ball playing midfield. There's, I think Arfield gives you that real drive getting forward. Yeah, I agree. I actually, I actually think Arfield might play closer to the to the forward line because I don't think he's got an excuse to drop him really. Um, so I think it will be that midfield three with Arfield going back to his old position. But but we will see. I guess it's ridiculous to to consider. Well, I'll stick cause calling you always ask a stupid question in a pod. Ridiculous to consider Zungu to make his debut and. Aribo, if he's if he's back up to fitness, which is, if they get a shoe in at all, if they were, yeah, right, yeah, right, cheeky bastard. After one 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 <laughs> show in the hot seat, um, not Zungo. Zungo shouldn't be anywhere near this game. Uh, you know, 
he wasn't playing regular football before he signed. I, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know how fit he is or how much sharp he is, but I don't think there's any cause for concern in the midfield. And able to have on the bench if he's fit. I, I don't think we how our midfield's been playing, and then even with Ryan Jack coming in getting man of the match for Scotland last night, um, I think he's ahead of. Aribo in terms of the starting lineup, but Aribo is a great player to have for the last twenty minutes if you're chasing the game and you need to, you need an attacking threat for deep. Is there any reports on how close he is Aribo coming back? So I, probably somewhere again. I think we'll get more information for the, the manager's press conference, but both Aribo and Kemaru were were back in, uh, were back heading towards full training before the international break. I think this is where the nine subs will really, really benefit us. Um, Celtic appear to not, you know, they'll be struggling to get nine people on the bench probably when we, you know, if you look at it, I, I think you're right, you know, they, sh- they shouldn't be starting, but to have an option like Aribo and Kamar Roof potentially on the bench is, is a fantastic option to have, especially later on in the game, and it might not be as much as a risk. Lastly, moving on to the forward three, so obviously we spoke about Morelos, you know, we hope and think he's going to going to start. The other two, um, maybe a bit more debate. I've I've brought said about Arfield maybe playing a bit higher up as well. Uh, we've got you know Barker scored in the last match. It's maybe an option as well, especially if they go through at the back. Jones scored against Motherwell as well. So Graham, what do you what do you think about the front three? What would you go with, and what do you think it will be? I think it'll be Hadji, Kent and Morelos. I don't think we should be going with Barker or Jones. I don't think that's a, again, that's impact. That's impact players for the second half if we need them. But, and that was the reasoning for my um, midfield central. I know you were saying there maybe our field should, uh, should be in that team. But if there was any... Any um, change to my team, it would be to bring Arfield in there and play him further forward. So it would be Arfield, Kent and Morelos as a front three. Um, so if, that's, if I was making changes to my team, that's what it would be. But I think Hadji, Kent and Morelos should be the should be the front three. I think Hadji's got enough about him to to deal with the old firm, no problem. I think he's a um, big, big game player, so I think he's, he would be up for... Stepping up, stepping up to the plate for that. Any arguments there, Colin? Are you quite happy with that? No, I'd, I'd actually go Kent on the left, Morelos up front, and Jordan Jones on the right. And I'll tell you why. I'm not trying to be uh, shock jock uh, clickbait here. I think when we spoke earlier on in the pod about you know the importance of keeping a clean sheet and being strong defensively, I think Rangers need to defend for the front. I find Rangers need to go away a, a strong pressing game and and just go for the throats of Celtic. Also, we, we know it's a swamp in form for them. They are a better team than what they've been playing, but they are still in a swamp of form. They've got that left-back Greg Taylor, who's no great by the sounds there. The only other option is playing this boy for Milan, uh, who's probably got his lunch money bumped off from yesterday. Um I think putting Jordan Jones in there, he's aye, he's no as much a fair player or as good on the ball as Hadji, but he'll give you 
pace, aggression, directing. I think if we set up to press Celtic with Arfield in the middle of the park, Jordan Jones on the right-hand side, and just smothering them early on, get an early goal. Or if it doesn't work, I think Hadji's, Hadji's more likely to change a game coming on later in the second half than Jordan Jones is. Hadji only needs only needs that two yards of space to do something, I think. I th- I'd rather him come off the bench if we're chasing the game. Interesting to, to say that. Um, as it's Obviously, this is what makes him agile, these big decisions. But, you know, I look at the both ends and there's, there's so many options you can go with. And it's great to have these, you know, dilemmas in there. You know, it will all depend on, obviously, what the game plan's going to be. As you say, if it's going to be a really high press, it might be worthwhile going for a Barker or a Jones there just to... I mean, looking at the highlights of, of Celtic, like, Ayer looks miles away from the past few times I've looked at him. It's, he gave away a penalty against, I think it was Livingston at home. I think we need to take advantage of that. And it, it's not as if he was up against somebody with the quality that we can provide, but I think I think there is weaknesses within that squad, especially that left-hand side, if, if Taylor's going to be a part of it as well. So staying on, um, staying on our opponent's Celtic, uh, we've obviously... Touched upon it briefly earlier on, the, the situation they're facing. They've lost Ryan Christie. We think it's Odson Edward, Nia Beaton, Hatem El Hamed uh, to coronavirus conditions while away in international duty. They've also got James Forrest injured. Um, I think this makes their team just so much weaker. I mean, if you look at that team, there's got to be at least four starting players in it for them. We've also got doubts for Julian and Najeti as well. So out of that, you know, that's over half of a team they've got potentially unavailable. Now, I know there is a few conditions in terms of odds and Edward might be able to start. Najeti's coming back from injury. He wasn't away in international duty as well. I guess my question as well, first of all, Graham, you can, actually, you can understand Celtic's frustration, especially when a lot of this is out with their control. If it was us in this situation as well, we'd feel aggrieved. But is this the best time to be playing Celtic? Uh, yeah, I'd have been confident anyway. I, would have, I really would have been getting into this confident. We've just ran through some different scenarios and I've got a view of the midfield, you've got a view, and Colin's got a different view of what that midfield should be and what that forward line should look like. So I think that bodes well us that we've, you know, I would have been confident in any one of those combinations there to put that up against Celtic, even if it put us up against them, no problem. And the fact that they're weakened with that list of players that you've just mentioned, yeah, obviously it only helps us. It's a, it's a, a much better position to begin into. Yeah. I think they are obviously going to be weaker, but I think they do have a lot of depth and, and quality and, you know, they do have international still available to them and you know, you've got the like... <laughs> Sorry? Fuck them. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm definitely in your camp. We need to look at us and we don't worry about it. I think even at the weekends we, we need to be worrying about, you know, if they people are praying they drop points and everything like that, we should be having it all in our control. So I do agree with that. But I, as, I, as I was saying, it was, they do have people who have been there and done it, like, you know, Brown, McGregor and Cham. You know, they've all won old firms and titles before. That'll make a big difference to them as well. If we go into this 
anyway complacent or overly confident, I think it could be dangerous. So I think we need to have full focus and just forget about the conditions that we've went on to. Would you agree with that, Colin? Like we can't be turning up thinking we're in any way, shape or favourites for the game? No, I totally agree with you. And I agree with both the points uh, that you've both made, especially the fuck them that Graham said. Fuck them again. Um, I, I think the reason we are, we are confident as fans is because how Rangers have been playing the, the last few weeks, the uh, last few months, I should say. And I think it is all about what we do. I think as soon as... It's all right for us to speculate like that as fans, but as soon as the players and the management start thinking about what Selic do, that's when we shit the bed and we just throw it all away. It's all about what we do and how we set up. And Rangers should be going into this game knowing their game plan and, and being no being complacent, but being confident that if we play the best of our ability, we are going to get three points. That's a, there's a difference between being over cocky and confident in your ability, and these players should be confident in their ability. I think that in whole we've had quite a, quite a successful international campaign. My players as well. Finland have done fairly well. Scotland, I know Romania didn't do very well. I think Davis and Davis will be buzzing like with that record as well. Um, I think I think it's been pretty good. And obviously you see what's happened across the city with four of their players having to self isolate. I think we need to just be lucky that fingers crossed everyone's came back fit and healthy and you know, um, available to us at the very least. So, lads, predictions, what are we thinking, Colin? It's a tough one. Um, I'm going I'm going 3-1 Rangers. 3-1? What are you thinking? Is it early goal? Or... I think um, I, th- I can see Rangers starting the game so well and getting an early goal. And I think my, my only trouble with, with Rangers, and this, this seems to be a problem, Ever since I've started going to watch Rangers, even under under Advocat and McLeish, Rangers tend to start setting halves poorly, and I think we've still done that the last couple of months. Even if we've had a really good first half, we still maybe take five, ten minutes to get going. So I think I can see us dominating the first half. I'm hoping Sally don't get in it too much. Um, but I think if Rangers play the, play the best of their ability, we'll... We've got more than enough to to see them out over the ninety minutes. I think there's no question if if we turn up and we play our best, there's only going to be one winner um, that day. So fingers crossed. Graham, what's what's your prediction for the game? It's a two 0 victory for Rangers. It's going to be a first goal by Morelos in the seventy second minute. Then in the seventy eighth minute, there'll be a penalty. Kent will get brought down and Tavernier will convert the penalty. 2 0 to Rangers. I hope to fuck that's true, man. Imagine the conspiracy theorists. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> well, fingers crossed I'll take any results. But well, I drink I'm... the same boozer as the, the referee, so. <laughs> <laughs> Brother beaten. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go for a 2 1. I think we'll go, we'll go 2 up. We'll no kill at all. And then they'll get a goal with about 20, 15 minutes to go. And we'll be shouting ourselves for 15 minutes like true Rangers fans. So, Right, so lastly then, obviously, as we've discussed, it's very different conditions. Can I go to the pub or anything? What are you thinking for your, your pre-match 
routine then, Colin? Well, uh, as you boys know, I'm actually in Dublin right now. My, my girlfriend lives in Dublin, so I'm behind enemy lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a fuck leaving the house, man. Um, in theory, any boys pop up with a balaclava. So me and my girlfriend will be watching in separate couches. And I hell, um, any any questionable songs that I'm playing uh, pre-match will be through my headphones. <laughs> I'll be a cell, Graham. Nah, no headphones for me. My music will be up full blast. It's just my usual routine in the morning. Rolling sausage and plenty of cultural tunes to, to get us going. Um, but there is a tune that has just been released this week. Um, by, I think um, the Gallup Few Twitter did retweet it. It's from at J-O-D-S-X. And it's, uh, you got me singing the blues. I've, I've had it on repeat. Uh, yeah, I've had it on repeat all day today, so I'm, that's going to feature in the playlist for Saturday morning as well. I think uh, that spells Jodes, mate. Short for Jody. <laughs> Is that what that means? Uh? Yeah, that's what that means. <laughs> no, brilliant. Heard that earlier myself. Um, so it was, a, it was a great cover. You should check out her stuff um, as well. She does, she does all the, the Rangers covers. I think she just started a new YouTube channel, so please subscribe to her stuff. It's brilliant. Do you think if Stereophonics ever try and sue us for the opening, she can do a cover version of it? Try it, aye. aye. Uh, I mean, I'm just assuming that Stereophonics listening to Gallant Few, so let's try no pissing them off. Well, on that note, I think we'll call it there. So all the best to the team on Saturday. Hope they do do all us Rangers fans proud. Thank you to Colin and Graham for, for joining. Um, is that you humped now from hosting now, Colin, do you think? Aye, probably, mate. Stellar job. Well done. <laughs> oh, thanks a lot, boys. Um, and come on the cheers. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
Welcome back to Two Judgy Girls. I'm Mary from the Bay. And I'm Courtney from L.A. TJG is the podcast where we spill all the tea on your favorite reality TV shows, celebrity gossip, and everything in between. We're here to bring you our unfiltered opinions, hilarious commentary, and plenty of laughs along the way. We're two SDSU Delta Gamma sisters with a microphone and a whole lot of opinions. Each week, we dive headfirst into the wild world of reality television, from Bravo to all the trash TV you could want. We break down the drama, dissect the latest scandals, and share our thoughts on everything from the jaw-dropping moments to the embarrassing antics. But that's not all. We're not here to just gossip. We're here to connect with you, the jurors, and share our love of all things pop culture. Whether we're dishing on the latest celebrity breakups, discussing our favorite guilty pleasure movies, or sharing embarrassing stories from our own lives, we promise to keep it real, keep it fun, and keep you coming back for more. Come judge with us. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Acast.com.